This is the Gomaluku Podcast. What's up, Facebook? Gazali Ohorella here, and I'm at the final day of COP25. Well, actually, it's not the final day of COP25. It is the 15th day. Well, it's my 15th day. Um, we've gone two days into overtime um, right here in Madrid, mostly because there were some outstanding issues that needed to be resolved, at least they attempted to resolve them right here at uh, the IFEMA de Madrid. One of them is Article 6, uh, which I will go into in a bit, as well as the IPCC report on oceans. Uh, as, um, it was also a very difficult um, discussion uh, at COP24 in Poland when IPCC, IPCC report on lands was uh, discussed right now we have uh, both the IPCC, IPCC report on lands as well as on oceans that are very important in terms of uh, science-based uh, policies and they can reinforce or at least guide the policies that states are wanted to take uh, or uh, design when it comes to fighting climate change so right now it's a little bit past noon uh, my flight is in a couple of hours um, getting the hell out of <laughs> getting the hell out of Madrid uh, so I think it was pretty much five minutes past 12 when the uh, cop presidency um, gaveled that the decision uh, of article 6 uh, uh, to be adopted and the decision is that article 6 will not be is not cannot be concluded right here in COP25 but will be uh, postponed um, to at least Bonn and likely to be hopefully to be concluded at COP26 hosted by the UK and by through what I'm hearing right um, in these halls is that it most likely will be held in Glasgow in November so that's pretty much uh, where we are at right now we are, we are basically kicking the can further down the road uh, in terms of article 6 let me backtrack you a little bit on why Article 6 is very important for Indian peoples. Article 6 is the only article that is still open or needs to be discussed of the Paris Agreement, particularly the guidelines. So the guidelines to implement the agreement. Uh, we also call it the Paris Rulebook. So if the Paris Agreement tells you like what to do to fight climate change, the rule book will tell you like how to fight climate change so we have a couple of articles um, more than 10 and they've been they have been able to conclude uh, most articles except for article 6 article 6 is about the international cooperation on fighting climate change uh, particularly through um, uh, international yeah international cooperation on with market solutions um, so basically uh, what, what you have and I'm paraphrasing uh, don't pin me down on what I'm going to say but just being trying to, to translate this into like normal layman's terms is that every country um, has uh, credits so they have what we call carbon credits and some some countries need more credits to compensate for their for their emissions what this market mechanism is meant to do is to allow states to help each other 
to fight climate change and also to exchange credits. So let me give you an example. So let's say a developed country, uh, a Western country, um, wants to or needs more credits. So what they can do is they go to a developing country that is that needs some financial support, and they ask them, so, "Hey, how can I uh, get your credits or your surplus of credits?" That developing country will say, "Hey, well, um, I want to transition from." Uh, coal producing to alternative energy so for example windmills so that developed country will say oh I'll build it for you in exchange for your credits so the in terms of climate change to probably say well it needs to happen as soon as possible so what they will try to find a piece of land somewhere and it's um, and they're going to build that windmill farm for example and that's where uh, it gets tricky when it comes to indigenous peoples and the rights of indigenous peoples. So, for example, one that the land could might as well be uh, the lands of indigenous peoples. So they could say, like, "Hey, um, it is on. It is to fight climate change, but it's uh, it goes against the integrity of the international community that you are just trample on the rights of indigenous peoples." Um, just take away their lands just to be able to um, get credits. A different example. Let's say um, a, develop, a developing country wants to uh, build a dam, a hydro dam, and to uh, also move away from fossil fuels. And they um, ask a developed country, so hey, can you finance our um, hydro dam? Developed country will say yes. In exchange for the uh, for the emission uh, for the carbon credits, so what then happens is that this bam, dam is being built, and what a um, effect of that can be is that it will flood uh, lands like behind the dam, which might as well be the lands of indigenous peoples. And we have seen this before. We've seen this in the Philippines. We've seen seen this all around the world where dams are being built and that it affects the, the lands and territories of indigenous peoples. So that is why it's very important to, um, in terms of the market, this market mechanism, that it respects human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples. But that's not the only reason why it is important to have human rights and rights of indigenous peoples in the text. Because indigenous peoples have been resilient. Well, they, we have been fighting climate change, well, not fighting, we've been living in harmony with the, the um, with the natural world since time immemorial, and we have been being very respectful to it. Um, it's it is that's why the eighty percent of the world's remaining the biodiversity is on the territories of of Indian peoples. So we have been doing things sustainably, you might say, for millennia. So. It is now very important in this, t in this time of climate change that you support indigenous peoples in their ways of being sustainable and that you empower them and that you build upon the indigenous um, uh, examples of fighting climate change or, or resiliency or mitigation or adaptation. When it comes to that, the only thing that we 
require because we already have everything else we have our lands we have our uh, governance systems the only thing that we need is for you for in this case states um, to let us be let, let us do what we do best and that's where this enabling envi envi enabling environment comes in the rights of indigenous peoples because if you create that en enabling environment yeah, that you protect whatever indigenous peoples do that you uh, allow indigenous people what indigenous peoples do you give us not a give but you um respect the rights of indigenous peoples you create a resilient indigenous peoples or indigenous communities and by extension you create a resilient ecosystem and that again leads towards uh, a better ways to, of, of finding climate change and, and hopefully that we can live longer on this planet so that is mostly why it is very important for us to, to uh, maintain language or include language on human rights and rights of peoples in the text for in for index example uh, article 6 so the last two weeks have have been uh, very intense but that doesn't mean that we've not been fighting for articles for human rights and rights of peoples in this rule book um, this rule book was um, the start they started it right after COP21 so when the Paris Accord was was agreed upon when it was drafted and we've been fighting for the rights of these peoples and these peoples and human rights um, in the text so um, which leads or let's led to this point these two weeks of uh, right here in Madrid so we came to Madrid um, of course um, we were hoping we all were all hoping to have a meeting in Santiago because a lot of these peoples from the Americas were already focusing on Santiago de Chile but because of this, this turmoil that's happening in, in Santiago well it's not even turmoil it is it is much worse than that um, they moved of the, the they moved the, the cop to Madrid so when we all arrived in Madrid um, we had to educate people on what Article 6 is all about. And it's very important then to already have known the landscape, the political landscape, or where things are right now. So what we did was we ex explained the, the political landscape, we explained what Article 6 is, and we also explained what Indian peoples need to do for the next two weeks to for a a reference a direct reference to residents peoples and human rights in article 6 so what did we do so we drafted with came up with language language that we wanted to have reflected in the in the text mind you up until this point there was no direct reference to human rights or all the rights of these peoples in the text just to give you an idea like of how difficult it is for us to um, lobby states to make them um, susceptible or recept um, receptive of um, including our rights in very political texts like Article 6. So we had to draft a, a plan. All right, how, who are we going to approach and what are we going to say? It is very difficult uh, and just I'm going to 
tactics a little bit right now is to have like references on human rights or on, on, and rights of niche peoples in different elements of different parts of, of Article 6. So what we came up with is that there should be a chapeau or like an overarching paragraph that applies to all activities under Article 6. So I think because we don't have enough manpower, we don't know who is going to support it and who is not, when you start this whole uh, discussion, it's better to uh, come up with an overarching uh, paragraph. And then wherever possible that you include references to the rights of peoples and human rights um, in the text. So our priorities were um, direct reference to human rights and rights of peoples in the text that uh, it's the normative framework is the Declaration of Rights of Peoples, the participation of Indian peoples when it comes to um, consultations and everything else, and a redress mechanism. Because um, what is very important that, that not only that there is a redress mechanism, but that there is also a mechanism that is independent, that um, redress is being uh, examined by not by a supervisory body, but by independent mechanism so that everything is uh, dealt with um, through due diligence, respecting rights indigenous peoples, respecting human rights. And they can all, only do that if it is in the text. If, it's, if human rights is in the text, directly in the text, they can do, do that. It is also very important that to have the direct references in the text so that people on the ground can point to the text. If you have, for example, and that's been uh, that's what states have been entertaining and discussing the last couple of days, was to have a preamble text. So the Paris Accord, Paris Agreement has a reference to human rights and rights of peoples, and uh, yeah, in in the preamble of of the Paris Agreement, and preamble usually means that it is uh, that the rest of the text, the what we what we call the operative text, needs to be read read in the context, in the spirit of the preamble. But if you only have, but in these, um, in these processes, um, operative text uh, trumps uh, preamble text. So it's, that's why it's very important to have the, the direct reference to uh, human rights and rights of peoples in the operative text. Also, um, if you refer to a preamble, it is not operative. So if you say like uh, taken into account, or oh no, sorry, um, recalling the Paris Agreement, in particular the Paris Preamble, it's very abstract. You don't know what you're pointing at. And if you don't know what you're pointing at, let alone people on the ground that are fighting these, uh, these situations that I've mentioned before, it's harder for them to point at it or to go to uh, a mechanism and say, well, it is in Article 6 of the, Par of the Paris Agreement. Well, they'll say, well, where is it then? Yeah, in preamble. Yeah, but that's, that's vague. So that's why you need to have, that's why we were advocating for direct and uh, direct um, references to human rights and rights in the peoples in Article 6. So that's what we, we've been fighting for the last couple of days. Uh, last couple of days, the last two weeks at least, it was very intense. So um, the, the things that we had to do, we had to set up meetings with uh, states. So we identified some champions 
they, that champions in, in this case are states that say, well, oh, we will do um, exactly what you want us to do or to, um, great, to a great part of that. Um, saying that, for example, that they, they will um, put human rights and rights of peoples as a priority, you know, things like that. Those are our champions. And, and then you build upon that. It's, it's trying to get, get a global spread of states that support rights of peoples and, and human rights in the text. So that was also the challenge. Most of the states that were supporting human rights and rights of peoples were Western states. Um, New Zealand, Canada, um, Australia, uh, Norway, Switzerland, like the, uh, the EU, they, they were very, they were supportive of uh, human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples. Uh, Mexico was, was uh, Costa Rica, Chile to a certain extent. These were all countries from the Western countries as well as Central America. If you go into negotiations and the co-facilitator, so the one that actually leads the negotiations, facilitates it, and only sees that states that are supporting human rights and, rights and the rights of indigenous peoples are coming from one block, so the global north, um, they'll say, well, we need like a full spread, global spread, um, to be able to maintain that language. So that we've been we're fighting that, fighting to get to, get to, to have states from South, uh, South America, uh, states from Africa, states from Asia, um, to show that there's a global support for the rights of Indigenous peoples and human rights in the text. That's, that's very important because there are some strongholds and some countries that do not want human rights and do not want Indigenous peoples' rights in the text and they will do whatever it takes to, to make sure that it is not in the text. And these are usually the countries that um, have a lot to lose when it comes to these um, carbon credits and when it comes to these market mechanisms. Like they, want, they don't want ha to have any standards beyond their national determined standards um, to dictate what they should or should not do. And because human rights and rights of people is part of international law, these, these principles, these guidelines um, should apply uh, to all, all states and trump domestic um, guidelines. If, um, when it comes to implement, implementation of, of Article 6 or, and or the Paris Rule Book. So that's uh, basically in a nutshell um, the importance of Article 6 in, in the Paris Rule Book and that's what we've been trying to fight to get into. So in terms of timeline, we've been doing the entire first week trying to get human rights and rights of peoples in there. States were vocal, um, but it was not reflected in the text. We have has seen three to four um, drafts, uh, what we call iterations, um, of the text, and none of them reflected directly human rights and the rights of these peoples in the text. There were some references to the platform um, in Article 6.8, and there is now a reference to indigenous peoples in 6.4. And in 6.2, there is a reference to um, potential safeguards that have, can be determined by, by Substa 
uh, at, a late, at, at the first review, which will be in 2025, I believe. And there's, of course, the preamble of paragraphs that, um, that say, recalling the Paris Agreement, in particular, the, Paris, uh, the, the preamble. So these are like compromises that, they, that states have been making uh, in order to accommodate the states that are against uh, human rights and rights against peoples, but uh, also keep like a door open that, so that it is not directly reflected, but it can be reflected at some point, or it can be interpreted in, in a way that it reflects human rights and rights against peoples. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for having direct um, references uh, to human rights and rights and peoples in the text. So, for example, so right now, um, with the adoption, not adoption, the, the decision that the text um, will be sent to COP26, so we were kicking the can a little bit further down the road, uh, which is a good thing, um, because if we would have, if states would have had to come to a decision right here in Madrid, it would have been a shit show. It would have been terrible. Uh, when it comes to rights, sustainable development, environment, integrity, you name it. Because you get, because if you want to put pressure on states uh, or on Chile as a host to get a uh, agreement right here in Madrid, they will bend over backwards just to get uh, an ag agreement. So they will do whatever it takes just to get an agreement. Doesn't matter how how bad it is. I. So I, when I go to uh, COP, I travel, uh, I take the subway, and by accident, like somewhere in the first week, um, I heard people, heard people talking about the Article Six, and what they said, and what, what one person said, was very um, typical to the sentiment of mo of the of most people, not states, but most people walking around at companies. 25, which is approximately 20 to 30,000 people, and they said, well, um, I don't care what's in the text as long as it gets adopted. I don't, get, I don't care what's agreed upon as long as there's an agreement. So that short-sighted, the, the, the finite view is totally um, insane when you, from indigenous people's point of view, if you look at, well, if, when our sight is infinite, we, th we think about the next seven generations, not about tomorrow. No, we're thinking about the next seven generations. So that was challenging like, like to, to, to deal with the, these, 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 uh, these days. All right, so in 6.4, sorry, um, just to go back a little bit. 6.4 um, goes into consultations. The Declaration of Rights of these Peoples uh, is clearly a, 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 an element or a, a, a source of international law. It's a mechanism, an instrument of international law. So when you say in a paragraph, like it's uh, um, consultations in accordance or consistent with uh, domestic uh, arrangements, it, it is inaccurate because it, you're not allowed to do that because the rights of these peoples is international law and international law trumps uh, national leg legislation that is incompatible with international law and consultation when it comes to in these peoples we have the declaration that, that says we have the right to participate in decision-making processes and we have the right to free prior informed consent 
Now, these are all elements of international laws actually that apply to indigenous peoples, that apply to our collective rights, and also apply to the states where indigenous peoples live in. Um, the strange thing is, in terms of human rights and rights indigenous peoples, um, that like suddenly some states get amnesia, like they don't know what the hell is going on. Like, oh, what do you mean human rights and rights indigenous peoples? Or that they get selective or that they only refer to the Paris uh, Paris Agreement. Like, mind you, like the Paris Agreement was uh, agreed to in 2015. The Declaration of Rights and Indigenous Peoples was, agreed, was adopted with an overwhelming majority. 144 uh, in favor, 11 abstained, and 4 against. The 4 that voted against, they eventually changed the position to uh, being a favor of the Declaration of Rights and Peoples, which was adopted in 2007. Adopted in 2007, so that was a commitment, because before you had the consideration of Indigenous Peoples' rights, then you committed to the rights of Indigenous Peoples in 2007, and you recommitted to the rights of Indigenous Peoples when the World Conference on Indigenous Peoples' outcome document was adopted again by the General Assembly. So two milestones when it comes to the rights of these peoples that all states have agreed upon, have the, that the United Nations has agreed to, have, has agreed to. Um, suddenly, like it doesn't apply anymore when you go to go to Paris and you only have one reference to the rights of these peoples in the Paris Preamble in 2015, but then you don't remember anymore when you're at UNFCCC, when you're at COP, when you're at SB in Bonn that you already have ascended to, um, that agreed to the rights of Indian peoples. That's another challenge that we're facing right here at, at these negotiations. These people, um, and they, they are negotiators, and they, these negotiators not always are, have to, uh, are coming from Geneva or New York, or the third committee process in New York, or the Human Rights Council process in Geneva. So like, we have to educate them about the rights of these peoples uh, in the, the first week. And when the second week comes in, you get the ministers, uh, you get the high-level um, uh, high representatives of the, of the, of the de delegations. They do have, to a certain extent, ex uh, knowledge of like, a bigger picture of, 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 of the U UN um, process, the international process, and also know that they all already adopted the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous Peoples through the General Assembly. But it's very difficult for us as observers to quote unquote unquote to um, have access to them. So th this whole these whole two weeks is filled with challenges that we have to overcome, thresholds that we have overcome. And those those are only external challenges. We also have internal challenges to, to face in terms of like, all right, what are our priorities? How do we want to proceed? How do we want to approach how, what is our strategy? What is our message? Those are things, if, you, if you're dealing with 370 million people around the world, um, represented by, I don't know, 100, maybe 150 representatives right here in COP in Madrid, like it's diff very difficult to come to a, all right, this is what we are going to do, and, and to have, this is our strategy. So moving towards where we are right now, is that we still do not have a, a human rights reference in, and in these people's reference in Article 6. The positive thing is that we've been, that states have been, have seen that there's no consensus, so we'll kick the can further down the road. 
So it gives us another chance and states another chance um, to include a direct reference to Indonesian peoples and human Indonesian people's rights and human rights in Article Six. Um, the next couple of year, uh, the next year, the next couple of months. Um, so just now there was this conclusion, uh, this consideration of Article Six um, uh, at the at the plenary. I stepped out for a little bit so I could do this before I had to hop on a plane. And the states actually that were vocal in favor of, of Indigenous peoples and human rights, they took the floor again, the, saying that, uh, for example, Switzerland said they remain committed to sustainable development and human rights. Costa Rica said that uh, human rights and rights of peoples and uh, yeah, human rights and rights of peoples need to be uh, safeguarded in Article 6. New Zealand uh, commended that the real progress was made and said and stated again that they would fight to have uh, Article 6 to would, that it would respect human rights and the rights of the peoples. Uh, Tuvalu, you know, Tuvalu said this is, and said what we all thought that this is kicking the can further, further down the road, um, having another year to, to consider all this, and is another opportunity to return language on the human rights and the rights of peoples uh, in Article 6. So, what have we learned, right? So, what have we learned from this particular, uh, from these two weeks? What have I learned? Um, I would have been, I would, they, I was pretty much bestowed the role of um, yeah, leading the, the team on Article 6 for these peoples and you reflect a little bit, or well, throughout I was reflecting a little bit on lessons learned and what we should do better and which, what we should, should I don't know, uh, yeah, do better and what we should not do in, in, the, in the future. Um, Oh, before I get into that, uh, I'll, I'll, t I'll also talk a, bit, a little bit about what is agreed upon in the decision. So the decision text right now, um, deciding that Article 6 will be dealt with in next, next year in Glasgow, um, it made a reference to um, the decision text, the draft decision text that, was the, that they've been talking about of using as a basis for discussions uh, this morning. Uh, that was, so that was a footnote in the text. Um, so states, uh, some states, um, I think it was amongst others, Egypt and Brazil, they said that well, we want to have all the all the drafts that we've been discussing of using um, these uh, the last two weeks. We wanted to have them reflected in the text as well, of in the, as a footnote. The problem with that is is that I will, because I've seen that at um, in Bonn this year, and I will probably see that again in Bonn next year that um, the first couple of days uh, the states will um, have discussions or a fight on well what will be the basis for discussions will it be the draft of December 14th will it be the draft of December 15th or December 9th or are we going to back to um, I don't know December uh, December 10th 2018 and also, like the more footnotes, the more um, flavors you have on the menu, the difficult, it, the more difficult it is for you to decide. But also, but also the more uh, challenging it will be to come to some sort of a uh, making some progress uh, towards Glasgow. 
So I, I foresee that problem that, that uh, arising um, with adding all the the negotiating texts um, in the in the in the, as a footnote in the decision. They already, well, the cop presidency already agreed to it, so it is what it is. So I will definitely already anticipate that. Um, something that we as Indian peoples um, have should focus on next year is to not solely focus on our champions but also like going for the global spread we've been first couple of days we've been focusing too much on solid consolidating the um those that are championing it that that took the floor and they were, that were championing the rights of peoples um i think that we not next year we should at least throughout the year make some trying to make some advances um through uh, with states in in, new, uh, in South America, in Africa, and and in Asia, uh, making their uh, them more open to um, including human rights and rights peoples, and adding them to the list of friends of human rights and rights peoples in Article Six. Um, so that that is something that I, that I've seen. That is something that I, um, I think that we should definitely could improve uh, next year. Uh, also, it's it's like the work for a lot of people that, that show up. Like the work doesn't start on day one of COP twenty five. Like most states already have their instructions uh, when it comes to um, the uh, when it comes to COP, and so like trying to influence their instructions on the capitals or, for example, when the groups meet G seventy seven plus China, they have their ministerial declaration influence that trying to get a reference to rights and peoples and individuals' rights uh, in Article 6 as one of their spearheads, one of their spear points in the, their ministerial declaration, it gives you a lot more leverage, it gives you a hook for the next uh, session of uh, COP, 20, of COP, which is in Glasgow, COP26. Um, also thought, and which I would like to conclude with, um, is that one CP25 is the decision text of uh, of of COP twenty COP twenty five, and uh, what we've seen last year is the IPCC, IPCC report, so the Interparliamentary uh, uh, Council on Climate Change, and they, yeah, uh, what they did was it's uh, they they are bringing science to support or at least advise the um, the climate policies uh, of the of of the cops of the UNFCCC. So right now, so last year uh, there was a huge fight on the floor uh, on uh, including the special report uh, of the IPCC on lands. Did not get into Substa, so that was a huge fight. And right now we have a new report of IPCC, um, but this time on oceans and the cryosphere. Both reports include Indian peoples. IPCC on lands includes people's rights and IPCC, IPCC uh, report on oceans and the cryosphere uh, refer to, for example, the Indian peoples in the Arctic, the Inuit, uh, amongst others, the Inuit, sorry. Um, so they, these are very good sources to have to advocate for, to be included in 1CP 25, 24, 26, you know, like as long, it's very important. So states uh, that are um, are supporting that the, the, these reports like they want to have them included so if you look at IP, ICP 25 1CP 25 paragraph 30 and 31 they reflect the, these these forms of science 
but a lot of states they don't want them no, not a lot of states some states don't want these texts in there which um, and don't get me wrong like I, I very much support IPCC their work and that it should be also a, a, a terms of reference or a source when it comes to um, informing uh, climate policies but it it also triggers a thought for particularly for indigenous peoples like if because they've been saying well we need the science we have the science we need the science we need to reflect science we need to uh, we need to uh, embrace the science reports we can talk about the knowledge of indigenous peoples um, through the platform what if indigenous peoples had their own IPCC and drafted their own report based on the knowledge of indigenous peoples based on their own I don't know processes and use that as a reference point and and making sure that that becomes a reference point as well alongside IPCC um, when it comes to informal climate change it is not just about like lobbying states but it's also about embracing um, that they are relying on science or forms of science to inform inform um, their decision-making so I think that's there's an opportunity there as well like in and I don't know how, but I think like, it would be great to see Indigenous peoples or knowledge holders um, or institutes or, or whatever you want to call it um, come up with some um, institution or um, infrastructure that we can, on a yearly basis, draft a, come up with some output. It can be reports, it can be an assessment it can be everything but driven by indigenous peoples of course you have uh, IPBES uh, they're doing great work uh, you also have IPCC um, but it's good to have something like from, from a very indigenous perspective so that is something that I'm, I'm thinking about like well, what if indigenous peoples did that as well I think that would be a very good opportunity uh, for us to put us ourselves more in the driving in the driving seat um, so that's pretty much uh, things that are happening here at COP25. Of course, there's loss and damage, the wind mechanism, uh, agriculture, and a lot more things. To be honest, like I have an oceans, oceans. This is supposed to be a blue ocean, uh, blue, blue COP on oceans. Um, unfortunately, Article 6 was so demanding, was so intense that I could not focus on everything else. I wanted to focus on, on oceans as well as Article 6. I have I've been able to host, uh, moderate one session, attend two or three sessions on oceans, speak at one, but that's it. Because Article 6 was so demanding. Um, so there are so many more processes out there that at COP26 that Indian people should be focused on. And we're too much zoomed in on the platform and at least last year we were all zoomed in on a platform and I think because we think holistically that we have the wide-angle lens let's also use that in the UN setting let's be that wide-angle lens let's focus uh, on have small teams focusing on uh, oceans fo focusing on agriculture focusing on finance stock take for, uh, well article 6 of course um, there are so many processes that affect us at 1CP25, there was a reference to, to Indigenous peoples and human rights in the text. It was deleted out of the text, we don't know by whom, 
But if we, if we if we would have known that it was in the text, if we would have were vigilant of everything that was going on, and I mean everything, not just things that you're interested in. If we knew everything that was going on, we could have like all right shifted some attention attention of some, go to one CP twenty five and lobby states to make sure that the rights of indigenous peoples and, and human rights is reflected at least in one CP twenty five, so that Article six is not the only elements of everything that's going on at Comp 25 that reflects human rights and rights of people, that we go all in on Article 6. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be the case. We have 150 Indian peoples walking around and I think like 100 are actually attending the caucus meetings and 50 of them are like, I don't know what, what they're doing um, and I'm sure that they're doing things that uh, um, uh, have, have a purpose but I think as a caucus at least, we should be able to like zoom out and focus directly on on things that that affect us. Article 18, Article 18 of Declaration of Rights of the People says um, the right to participate in decision-making processes that, that affect us. That doesn't mean that you just sit back, relax, and wait for things to happen. No, you got to go out there and assert that right when these processes are, are, are ongoing and when things are take, taking place. So, in a nutshell, that is what's going on, that's what's been going on in COP26, COP26, COP25, and uh, a little bit of re reflection, an assessment, yeah, a hint of assessment on how we've been performing. We've been performing great, by the way. Um, and, yeah, some that that's 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 pretty much um, everything that's that I'm able to share or can share or no, that sounds weird um, that I could, could come up with at this point. Um, also, I'm, I've had to run and catch a, f a flight, um, so hopefully it has been informative uh, to you. And I I remain committed to Article Six. I remain committed to making sure that human rights and rights of peoples is stays in article 6 i hope you are too i'm hoping that you are willing to help me us the caucus uh, in these peoples at large making sure that our rights are respected in all climate action not only climate action but also that biodiversity oceans the whole shebang uh, because it is important that um, we can uh, continue doing what we want continue doing what we do um, because i truly believe that our mentality, our our principles, are not only indigenous, are not only not just indigenous. They're actually human. We've been we've just been able to maintain them since time immemorial. Um, so, I hope you enjoyed this spiel, rant, uh, riff, whatever you want to call it. And looking forward to comments, thoughts, and everything else, and follow up. Um, so, keep it up, and see ya. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast, of course. Um, do me a favor and open your browser. Go to linktree slash gomaluku. So that's linktr.ee slash gomaluku. If you're a watcher, I'm also posting YouTube. If you're a reader, I got you on Medium. Um, don't have a lot of time. I got you on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, on all these platforms, I'm documenting and posting content. Um, so you'll find all these links on the link tree slash Gomaluku.
So let's connect on these platforms. I really appreciate all of you that I'm already connected with on these platforms. Um, thank you so much and have a great day.